Father, we just praise you for Steve. Thank you for his heart, Lord. Uh, and I know as well that he seeks you in everything before he brings it to your people, Father. So I pray, Lord, that as he opens his mouth, that you would just fill his mouth with your words, Lord. In your precious name, amen. 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 Good. Well, before we get into the Word of God, I've got a few things I just want to share with you this morning. Is that okay? Good. So Christmas is around the corner, and we've got lots of exciting things coming up. So we're going to be bringing out our Christmas program over the next few weeks. Uh, so we are having a Christmas Day service uh, again this year. It was well attended last year, and uh, we just really feel that there's an importance of taking the time to celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on Christmas Day. Amen. One thing we're also going to be doing is on New Year's Eve, we're going to have a New Year's Eve party. Okay. So that's going to be Sunday the 31st. We're going to do a bring and share meal. Uh, so we'd love you all to be a part of that. We understand that for some people, they have their own things that they do or they're away with family. But we, we just wanted to give an opportunity uh, to bring church family together because for a lot of us, we don't do anything together and we don't see the new year in well. Uh, necessarily. We're normally in bed, um, but we just wanted to take the opportunity to party together, to see it in together, and also to pray over one another. Amen? So we can have fun partying and fellowship, yeah, but we can also have a time of praying God's blessing over 2024 for each other. Amen? Wonderful. So uh, that's just a, a couple of things. There's, there's loads more uh, coming up in the sense that we've got a, a youth Christmas uh, party. We're, we're hoping to have a silent disco going off for our young people, um, which is going to be brilliant. Young people, want to let you know that we are uh, restarting uh, the youth classes in the new year as well. Uh, we've got a team of, of great people who have volunteered uh, to do the youth classes with you guys. So you're going to be going out and you're going to be doing... Uh, some classes together. Uh, they're just in the process, um, the volunteers are just in the process of having their DBS checks done, uh, and in January we'll get those kicked off and started. Many of you will know that we, we advertised free posts recently um, for the church as well, free staff posts. Uh, and I just want to share with you uh, very quickly that we have uh, interviewed for uh, an administrator and I'm really glad that we have uh, appointed somebody to that role. And we're going to be announcing these appointments in the next two weeks. Uh, so we just wanted to give you a bit of anticipation that it is coming, okay? Uh, and we also, um, have, we also interviewed for an executive pastor, and uh, we are, are going to be appointing an executive pastor as well, which is amazing. So really exciting. Uh, and uh, so in two weeks' time, Keep an eye on your emails, and uh, on the Sunday morning, we will be sharing with you uh, those appointments. Please keep praying for our youth pastor's role. We, we had quite a few uh, applicants apply for it, um, but unfortunately, they, they weren't the right candidates uh, for us and what we're looking for. And, uh, and so we are continuing to pursue what God is wanting for that role, and we are, are, are praying into some things and even this coming week I'm having some conversations uh, with different people in our city and our community uh, to see if that's something that they would be interested to. How exciting. Yes? Everyone excited? 
Good. So that's, that's some exciting news coming up. I just wanted to get you bubbling up and uh, ready for what is to come. Amen? Good. Well, it is good to be in God's house today, isn't it? Yes? God is in the house. And if it's your first time here with us uh, today at church, we just want to say a warm welcome uh, to you. And if, if you are listening online to our podcast, we often forget to say good morning to you as well, but we just want to say a warm welcome to you if you're listening to our podcast, because I know around 25 people listen to our podcast weekly, uh, which is brilliant. So God bless you if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, during the next 30 minutes... We're going to open the Word of God together and look at how we can apply the Word of God into our lives. Amen? My, my title for us this morning, and I really sense God giving me this Word for us as a church, and it's about unlocking the hurt locker. Okay? I've titled it Unlocking the Hurt Locker, and I'll explain what that means in a second. And... Um, Many of you may, may have watched the movie, The Hurt Locker, Hurt Locker, but it's got nothing to do with that, so don't worry. Uh, but those of you who, who ha- have potentially journeyed with this church for many years will have experienced joy and also pain and also, uh, also hurt. Many of us that walk through life on a daily basis experience hurt and pain. But what do we do with that hurt and pain? That's my question to us this morning. What have we done with that hurt and pain? Okay, because you see, as Christians, God doesn't want us to live a life where we, where we place our hurt and our pain in a locker and we lock it away. Okay? Because all that does is what happens is it bubbles up and it, bu- bu- it boils into a place of it boils into a place of bitterness. It bubbles into a place of sadness. It bubbles into a place of disappointment. And God doesn't want us to walk around and doing life with those things in our life. Yes? So I want to speak into that a little bit today. Is that okay? You see, maybe today you are carrying pain. Maybe you're carrying disappointment. Maybe you're carrying anger or resentment. Maybe you're sat here today and you're thinking to yourself, I don't carry any of those. But actually, you do. Because you see, this is, what, this is what life does with us. And each of these things can play massive parts in our lives. As much as we try to bury them, these feelings, they always come out. And today I want us to learn about the power of forgiveness. At the start of this message, I want to make it so clear to you. I'm not standing here preaching, saying I've got it all sorted. Whenever I bring the word of God, I want you to know, as Becky has said, I pray deeply about the word that I'm bringing. It doesn't mean that I've got it all sorted. I feel the same pain that you feel. I carry the same hurts that you, you carry. But as a Christ follower, this is what I'm determined to learn. And that is the power of forgiveness. Why, why am I determined to, to learn about the power of forgiveness? Because I don't want to carry hurt and pain in my life. 
And I don't want that for our church. And God doesn't want it for his church. Amen? So are you ready to unlock the hurt lockers in your life? Oh, thank you, Wendy. The thing is, this can be very raw. This can be a raw subject, okay? And I want you to know that you're in a safe place this morning. Yes? You're in a safe place. And at the end, we're going to give opportunity to pray. But sometimes we have to release some of that pain so that we can walk in, the, in, in, in God's purpose for our lives in a fresh and dynamic way. Amen? We're going to be reading from Matthew 18, uh, verse 21 to 35. And the words will come up on the screen. Uh, but if you've got your Bibles, please turn to that. I, I do want us to, to make sure that we're bringing our Bibles, whether that's on our phones. Uh, it's important as Christians that we're, we're reading the Word of God. Amen? Because without the Word of God, we, are, we, 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 we do not grow. We do not get fed. In verse 21, it says this. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Wow. So just pause and get that for a second. We carry on and in verse 23 it says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to re repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and cancelled the debt and let him go. But, but when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged, and they went and told their master everything that had happened. The master called his servants in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled your debt, all that your debt was of yours, because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of us unless we forgive our brother or sister from the heart. Wow. Powerful, powerful words. You see, often we can, 
we can uh, skip over reading pa the parables of Jesus, thinking that they're meant for Sunday school. Yeah? How many, how many of us lo loved learning about the parables in our Sunday school? And, uh, but how far, so far from the truth it is that we need to skip over these parables ourselves as adults. You see, Jesus is speaking to us very clearly in these, these words and in, in this parable. See, Jesus' audience at the time would have been both children and adults. And I look around the room and we have some of our young people in here and we have adults as well. So today we're speaking to a wider audience. Jesus' audience would have been there sat listening intently to what he had to say. And this parable comes after Peter's, uh, Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, asked him a question about forgiveness. He says, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother and sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, he asked. Why is Jesus' answer so important to us as Christians? Just ponder that for a second. The reason why it's so important to us as Christians is because it helps us to start unlocking that hurt locker in our lives. You see, the common answer to Pete, Peter's question at the time would have been to forgive someone three times would have been more than sufficient. So Peter comes to Jesus thinking he's being generous by saying, Jesus, should I forgive my brother seven times? But Jesus' answer was this, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And actually, when we read this and understand this truly in the, in the Hebrew, what Jesus is saying is 70 times 7, which is 490 times. You see, Jesus' point right here to Peter is this, that we should not keep count of people's wrongs over our lives. If we're going to start unlocking the hurt lockers, we need to understand that there should be no limits to our forgiveness. One of my hobbies from time to time is to play golf. Any golfers in the house this morning? Oh, one. I see that hand. Oh, I second that hand. We'll get a game going soon. I remember playing golf once with, uh, with a friend of mine. And uh, they had this determination to keep count of the score. But it wasn't about keeping count of their score. It was more to do with keeping count of my score. Have you ever, have you ever played a sport where somebody, or a game where somebody wants to keep count of your score? Okay. I mean, either, either my maths is terrible, okay, which it is at times, um, or they were wanted to make sure I was keeping the right count and I wasn't adding some or taking some off. Or they had a t determination to win. To take count of my strokes outweighs their own. I thought about that time because I thought it, it, it's a really great image for us this morning. Because you see, so often we, we, we take time to count 
other people's wrongs, but we, we forget to look at our own wrongs. The scripture talks about us not taking, looking at the splint in somebody else's eye while we've got the plank in our own eye. Do we understand that? And so many Christians walk through life like this. And I want to challenge us this morning that we're not here to look at everybody else's wrongs, but we're here to deal with our own lives and our own walk with God. Jesus is the one who will, who, who will, who, who will ultimately judge us at the day of death. Our, our job is not to judge others. Our job is to love others and help them be like Jesus and help them on the journey of Jesus, of walking in the, in, in, in the way that Jesus walked. If we, if we correct people's wrong all the time out of, out of, out of um, pointing that out, then we're, do, we're doing it in the wrong way. You see, if we correct people's wrong out of a place of love and help them on a journey of coming to know Jesus in a better way, they, they don't feel like they've been oppressed, but they feel like they've been liberated. Is your life with Jesus not one that has been liberated? Did Jesus not liberate you from the chains of sin? I'm just, I'm just stirring some things up this morning. See, why, why is the need and the importance of our willingness to forgive? Because when we, we, we've been forgiven beyond our comprehension, I need us to understand that. You see, our inheritance is God's forgiveness for our sins. Just think about that for a second. You have inherited, you have, you have been brought into the family of God because you know Christ. Your inheritance is his forgiveness. And there is power in forgiveness. But if we don't show that forgiveness to others, well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. What I love about this parable is that Jesus wants to teach us that God is our perfect example of forgiveness. The master decides to go over his books and sees that one of the servants owes him money, 10,000 bags of gold. This is, this is not a small amount, guys. The king sees the debt and orders him to sell his land, but also his family because there was money in his family. Obviously, we don't have that today, but this, Jesus is talking to a people at the time, and he's, he's bringing a story so that they can understand that. And the servant knows he can't pay the debt, so he falls to his knees, and he begs the master, please, forgive me, give me time to pay back this debt to you. And the master, he's merciful. And he releases the servant. Let's just pause there for a second. 
For those listening to Jesus at the time, they would have been, it would have been an unlikely turn of events. The story that Jesus was telling was, was out of the culture. For a master to forgive his servant and allow him time to pay that debt even longer to show mercy is not something that they would have, un- they would have seen. But this is what Jesus is wanting them to know. He wants to know that God is like that master. And that debt that was, that, that debt that was there was taken away. What an incredible load off the servant it must have been. To know that the debt to the master, that he had no way of paying other than selling his land and his family. Yet the master wiped his slate clean. Does it remind you of anyone this morning? Because God is our perfect example of forgiveness. Jesus portrays the magnitude of God's grace over our lives for you and I. In Colossians 1 verse 13 to 14 says these words, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of our sins wow this morning you have received redemption and forgiveness of your sins you and i were bound by sin And to have freedom from that sin, we needed a savior. Jesus came to be that savior. And he pays the price for our freedom. Not by gold, not by silver, or any money that, or amount of value that could could be paid, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we heard those, those wonderful words that Chris brought to us earlier that the sacrifice that was paid was greater than anything that we could have ever done ourselves. It wasn't a price we could pay. There was no price we could pay to make that debt clear. But Jesus paid that price for you and I. Wow. Even with all that we've done to offend God and still can do, as we come to with repentance to him, he forgives us. But we've got to be aware that there is a danger of unforgiveness. As we read this parable, Jesus talks to us about that danger of unforgiveness. Firstly, if we do not forgive, we may not be forgiven ourselves. If we do not learn to forgive others, Jesus explains really clearly in this parable that the first servant, after receiving forgiveness from the, from the master, then turns to his fellow servant, who owed a smaller debt and showed no mercy, no forgiveness. On the sacrifice, it's hard to understand why, after receiving, on the surface, sorry, it's, it's hard to understand why, after receiving mercy, he wouldn't return the same mercy to his fellow servant. 
and removed that debt. But when he refused to forgive others, well, what did the master do? He threw him in jail. And he underwent torture. You see, sometimes we struggle to see how greatly we have wronged God also by our actions. And there's a real importance, church, that we recognize the, the power of forgiveness in our life. You see, this morning, I'm not here to condemn or point fingers. As I said to you, this is not, it's not a lightweight message. It's not a message that I, I don't have challenged, my, I have not challenged myself. It's not a message that I don't walk daily in my own life. But my job here as your pastor is to challenge you, to help you walk in the right way. And this morning we have, we have to walk in a way that we recognize the power of forgiveness because the one who forgave us is greater than anything that can go off in our life. You see, if we are not willing to forgive others, then how can we receive the forgiveness that God gave us? The second thing that we've got to be careful with unforgiveness is carrying an unnecessary burden. We all carry burdens in our life, don't we? Is there anybody in this room that's not carrying a burden this morning in any shape or form? But quite often, these burdens we don't need to carry. I know this because I've done it. I've carried burdens before in my life. These burdens are, also, are often emotional and spiritual burdens which Jesus offers to relieve us of. For some, we carry burdens of anger and bitterness. The Bible teaches us to run the race of faith with perseverance. But it's very hard to run the race when you're being held down by burden. I want you to imagine for a second. I had a, I had a, I had a military friend. And part of their training is, is to, to run at, at the race but with weight. They have, to, they have to be able to carry weight. So if they're going into battle and somebody falls, they need to be able to carry that person out of the battlefield and, and to a place of safety. Yeah? So what, what they do in their training is they have rucksacks. And they put weights in their rucksacks. They have, they have bands that, they, that are weighted. They have bands that are weighted on their ankles. They have a vest that's weighted and then they run the race. They're timed. But here's the thing. They time them without the weight. And guess what? They run a lot quicker and swifter without the weight on. <laughs> sometimes we have to carry weight, and I need you to know this as well, sometimes we need to carry weight because God is getting us and training us in a season to carry that weight. But there's, there's times where the burdens that we're not supposed to be carried are supposed to be uplifted because Jesus has paid the price for those, those burdens. See, we're taught to lay them at the cross. 
What burdens do you need to lay at the cross this morning? I remember as a young lad going on holiday with my family and um, my dad gave me a responsibility of carrying uh, the bag to and fro from the car. This bag, it had his prize SLR camera, which he had from, from a young man. He brought it before I was born. It was something that he carried around with him. And in this bag, he, he, he placed the camera and he, he asked me to carry it to and from the car. When we got back to the car, I placed the bag down and we all piled into the car and we drove off. The bag was my responsibility. We left the bag behind. It had all of our passports in it. It had all of the money for the holiday in it. And we drove away. My dad had two options. He could have shouted at me. Which I knew he was upset. But this is a story that stays with me all of my life. Because this was the action of my dad. He said, son, don't worry. We'll sort it out. Is that not like our Heavenly Father? You see, we leave. I'm going to get a bit emotional, so forgive me. I get emotional because this is such a powerful message, guys. And it's something as Christians we, 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 we don't carry, we, we, we don't understand fully. And my heart for us, I see so many Christians carrying pain, and bitterness around in their life and they're not willing to, uh, to release it do you know today I really sense that God wants to, to release some of those pains and those barriers in our lives it's okay son it's okay daughter I know you've made a mistake but I'm here to forgive you to forgive others My third and last thing is this. The, dang the, the danger of unforgiveness is we can hinder relationships. I want you just to think for a second. How many people have offended you in your life? And how many of those people that have offended you do you still have a relationship with? See, God's not only interested in our relationship with Him, but He's also interested in our relationship with others. If we're trapped in a place of unforgiveness, this will forget, this, this will affect, sorry, our relationship with God. See, if we are trapped in a place of unforgiveness, towards other people, I need us to get this, this will affect our relationship with God. Why will it affect our relationship with God? 
because you have placed barrier after barrier before God. And you are not allowing him to help you have forgiveness and receive his forgiveness fully. Alex, I wonder if you can just come up and pray for me. The hurt locker today for us is those places where we've hidden away. Those hurts and those pains that we've locked away and we've thrown away the key. really easy to to carry on with life but every hurt every pain it shapes and molds you it shapes and molds the person that you are today and if you carry that pain you carry that unforgiveness in your life it shapes and molds the way that you behave to other people your outward person See, we think we're really clever. We lock it away. We chuck away the key. Ah, nobody's going to know about that one. But you see, this is what happens. There's cracks in your locker. (laughs) It seeps out. It pours out. this is where our lives start to be molded into a place that doesn't reflect God and I'm speaking to us as the church of the UK I'm speaking to us here as restored church Plymouth that we've got to be different if we truly want people to understand the forgiveness of God we have to be a people who forgive others well even if it's hard even if we don't want to we have to be a people who say I am choosing to forgive forgiveness today is a choice it is not something that you can be forced into it is something that you have to choose and say I forgive okay 
in a safe place. I want to tell you someone who has learned this lesson time and time again and continues to learn it. There is power in your forgiveness today. You will be a different person. Your attitude will be different. You will understand something afresh of the joy of the Lord. Yes? It's not about our righteousness this morning. Come on. He laid down it all for you and I. Not about us being right this morning. Not about us winning a fight here today. It's about us laying down and saying, God, come and do a work afresh in me. I open my life afresh to you today. And I say, Lord, come and help me forgive those. I choose to forgive others today that have hurt me. And I release that pain and that hurt that I've stored away and I give it to you, Lord, today because you paid the price for me on that cross. And I receive your forgiveness afresh this morning. Can I invite you to stand this morning? If you're able to, if you're not able to, please just stay sat down, that's absolutely about you and God this morning okay so please every eye closed in this room every eye closed this is about your relationship with God right now I'm just going to invite Becky oh she's got a word and then we're going to pray Every eye closed in the room, please. This is about your relationship with God. As Steve was just speaking then, I just kind of, I just got a picture of, um, you know, because it says, doesn't it, that we're, we're soft like clay and that God molds us and he shapes us. And it was almost, it was a picture of God and he's on the potter's wheel and we're on the potter's wheel. And sometimes it can almost be, you know, the flesh gets in, doesn't it? It does. And, and daily we have to die to that flesh. But it was almost like there was this conversation that was going back and forth of, oh, I don't like that bit. What, what? No, I don't like that bit. And it's almost not allowing God to come in and do what he needs to do. It's like, it's the... You know, it's Jesus and the vine, and it's that pruning, and it's keeping connected with God. And what we don't realize is when we harbor unforgiveness, like Steve said, we do, we put up those barriers. And it can almost as well, it can be quite an insult if you look at it from a different point of view as well, that, you know, we've got our, our creator, that we're made in his image. He's... You know, he sent Jesus to come and die for us, and he's our—he's been our example. He is our example. But sometimes our pride can come in the way, and we're like, "No, I'm not doing that, Lord. I'm not happy with them. How dare they do that to me?" 
but then that's that's all part of that if you think you know God forgives us every single day we ask Jesus into our lives and he forgives us every single day and there's such there's such a power in that it's it's also it's I think it kind of it comes in as well I think in terms of of identity and how you see yourself you know have we let the world come in and start to disrupt actually what God is doing and what he wants us to do are we those people that we walk into a room and people actually notice the difference because God's in us because what we start and do is we start and dull the light down we don't let God's light shine anymore but then also I felt God say as well sometimes the person that you probably need to forgive is yourself because that's also a massive barrier in God being able to do what he wants to do because you don't see your worth you don't see the gifts and the callings that God has put on your life because you're listening to past barriers or past hurts past lies that have been spoken over you and you know God wants you to get into that position that whatever it is it's coming back to him with childlike faith not as a child child but come to him you know when when you have children as well it's like you say you know I'm sorry and that's it it's done it's over with and that's how God is with you but this is where our flesh comes in again and we punish and punish and punish ourselves we can be extremely harsh with ourselves as well and it's just it's allowing God to kind of speak into those quiet times as well it's starting to look at yourself as God sees you not as other people have probably told you but how God sees you and he says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made he's proud of his creation and he loves you dearly position is not about a title your position is not about an authority the only position you need to be worried about is your position with God where are you positioned with God today are you positioned at his feet God I'm yours morning I'm going to pray over your life and if there's pain and there's hurt that you've trapped I just want you to lay your hand on your heart come on this morning if there's pain and there's hurt that you're carrying today the healer is in the room thank you Jesus I can see God working already today we we invite you into our lives afresh we say Lord come and take away this pain the pain that we have allowed others to, to hurt and we choose to forgive those that have hurt us Lord God we say we forgive them in the name of Jesus and I pray, Lord God, 
as I speak those words, that you will come into our lives afresh and you will heal the hurt and the pain will go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. any pain any anger any hurt, any bitterness we say be gone in the name of Jesus I choose not to hold any of that over my life I choose to run in the joy of the Lord I choose to run in the goodness of God all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been good and I will sing of your goodness Lord I will sing of your goodness today I lay down my identity Lord I lay down my purpose my desires and I say Lord let them be yours and may you lead me in every sense of the purpose of life Lord I sit at your feet and I say, come, Lord God, and do what you can only do in my life. Work afresh. I ask in your mighty name. Amen. 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 I want you to know this is good. This is a journey. Tonight you'll sit. God will continue to speak to you. This week, you will have moments where God will speak to you. In the coming months, you'll have moments where God will continue to speak to you. Healing can sometimes be instant, but sometimes healing takes time because we have to, do, we have to work through the pain. And God, I want you to know, God has not left you, he has not forsaken you, and he is walking beside you today, and he will continue to walk beside you, and everything that you have laid at his feet today, he will work through for his good, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen, God bless you, it's been wonderful to see you today at church. Please stay for a coffee and tea. If you want to stay in the sanctuary, please just be sensitive as we leave because some people are still just receiving something from God right now. So as we leave, if we can just be sensitive to that, that will be great. Thank you.